what's going on welcome to totally blitz podcast this is the fight club first of all fight club go down and like and subscribe drop a comment what you thought of the tank versus garcia card and second rule of fight clubs you didn't do any of that go fuck yourself but stay tuned spark up pour up and enjoy the show this is paul pick on win him concha got my heineken who's with me yeah you know it's your boy kev the bit the big man with overhand right you feel me and we're talking some boxing shit. I appreciate coming out the boxing episodes, man. It's, it's been, it'd be so fun. Like, it'd be so fun. Because I, I just wish I had more time to watch all the boxing cards because I'd come on every episode. But this card was great. This was a PBC card. Uh, it wasn't PBC or the zone. This was PBC. Yeah, so PBC, PBC did they shit. So PBC is Showtime? Yeah, it's like a, a under thing of like Showtime's the big umbrella. PBC's okay. part of it. I was wondering because I was like, yeah, is it tank signed to Showtime? And then they had the Showtime. Um, Showtime had the little fight build up thing. I was like, bro, what the fuck's going on? This is PBC. I'm, I'm yeah, and PBC but, fighters are known for like only one fight a year type shit. So like they always get getting dragged in the mud. Like, oh, you know PBC? They might they might take five years before they fight each other. Them boys, I believe it, but them boys came through with some hitters. Like every fight. Had a reason to watch it. And I don't think that's normal for a boxing card. Yeah, I mean, starting off with the main card, like we can start from the top, bottom up. We'll save the tank for last. We had Boo Boo Andre versus Demon Nicholson. A lot of people were coming at Boo Boo like, "Oh, this is a shitty performance." And it's like, it's not that he looks shitty. He looked good. Like, there's no way he didn't win this fight. But he just has no. He didn't have power at 160. He didn't have power at 154. So now at 168, his shits are just little little flims, as we like to call. Them. He's just throwing each flims out there, not doing any real damage. But on the scorecard, he's gonna win. That, but he looked good. But I mean, at 168, like David Benavidez, you're not gonna be able to like people with power you're not gonna be able to keep him off of you because you're just not built i just don't think he's built for 168 he falls in 168 too right oh 175 but he might come down to 168 for the canelo fight for the uh for canelo's belts that's crazy man i mean when it comes to this fight i just feel like you first off shout out to you, you called it you said there's definitely decision and i was like dang really you sure but I think that's just what comes down. Do you think um how do you feel about Nicholson though? Did you feel like he kind of did he kind of at least put some made people put some respect on his name after this fight? At least put some respect, but um the way I looked at it, because I was grading more of Boo Boo than I was of him. And I was just like, I'm like, this is a good performance by Boo Boo, but like that good performance is not gonna work whenever you go fight. Because like Nicholson, he fought um Edgar Berlanga. And Edgar Berlanga kind of like got the unanimous decision as well, but he did it and like with like with authority, like it showed whenever he got his unanimous decision. So it's just like, and I don't even like Berlanga. Like I'm the biggest hater of Berlanga. Oh, I said we know how we're big fans of Berlanga on this podcast. Yeah, so it like I thought Nicholson would did good for a, a fighter that like um, giving him a test at 168 showing him that there's different like your power means nothing because Nicholson just kept walking forward I felt like the whole fight like there was nothing boo-boo was throwing at him that was making him be like maybe I should stop walking forward it's like nah like oh that's all you're throwing at me like okay let's just let me just keep getting in the paint I'm losing but maybe I'll catch you that's real I mean that's one strategy I'm glad that you just didn't go out like no bitch me personally I have to go shuffle around trying to get to this fight because David Buster's act like they can't play the fucking boxing cards. And I was like, that's crazy. Told you. Told you. You said it. You said it. You said it. I looked at them. They looked at me like I was stupid. I, hey, are you guys playing the fights tonight? They said, what channel is it on? 
Yeah, I was like, immediately I said, oh, I'm glad I brought my laptop. But, hey, Boo Boo, his fans are still in his corner after this. Like, yeah, you saw that? Dominance. No one's ready. So, we'll see. (laughs) Then the biggest fight, not the biggest fight, but we we called it. We said this is probably going to be the closest fight on the card. This is my favorite fight of the night. Roman Villa getting the majority decision win over Rashadi Speedy Ellis. And it is controversial. I mean, I felt like Ellis was winning round one through 11. And that 12th round, though, <laughs> double knockdowns, fight maybe could have got stopped after the second one. It's up to the ref at that point. But majority decision, Roman Villa. And Roman Villa said, hey, if Speedy Ellis didn't like the decision, we can always run it back. I ain't worried. He came in this bitch like a big dog. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at him at the press conference and I saw I liked his poise and I didn't like how Speedy Ellis was only worried about more worried about boots than he was his own um, his own dude. Overlooking his opposition. It's easy to say that after the fight. But I believe that Roman won that fight cuz I feel like Ellis definitely won the earlier rounds, but I don't think he won them by a lot and I don't think he um was really, like, killing Roman. Like, Roman was like, yo, I'm going to figure this out. And he figured it out closer to the end. And by, like, I feel like towards the seventh, I feel like it was really, like, his fight after that. There wasn't really much you could um do that. So, the majority decision, I was a little surprised about that. I was definitely expecting a split. But he's, he is not how he started. It's how he finished, and he handled that. Yeah, I even made a comment saying, like, if those shots were the – because Boots and him had the beef. And I was like, if Boots would have landed the shots that Roman Villa was landing in this fight, that boy Ellis would have been on a fucking breathing tube, a feeding tube. That boy, yeah, it would have been bad. So I'm happy he took this loss here because if he were winning in the ring with Boots and got hit with some of them haymakers that he was leaving open, it would have been bad. But I feel like Roman, like – or not Roman, or Speedy – your nickname's Speedy. You're supposed to keep that speed for all 12 rounds. I felt like by like round four, he gassed himself out by trying to keep his bounce on his feet and the footwork. Like he was just doing so much where he by the fifth, sixth round, and he was already gassed, and he couldn't keep that same bounce. And then that's when Villa was starting to connect a lot more with his heavy hands. Oh, yeah. Villa's a dog, though. I'll give him that. Like, I mean, I think we definitely don't want to see Ellis versus Boots. Definitely don't want to see that shit now. But Villa's a dog. I hope he can continue to grow in this um in this weight class and see what's happening. Yeah, put a name for himself now because now he's he's ranked. He's up there now. He's has now he has a decent name on the resume. This is open. This is open doors for him to fight someone else in that top ten. And then our and then on to the decision. And now this is where I got it wrong. This is where my parlay died right here. Boots getting the Namus decision win over Karen Chukadazian. and honestly, like. You can complain like, oh, he wasn't bringing the fight to Boots. He's just running away the whole time. Like, that's maybe to an untrained eye. Like, but that boy was, his footwork was fucking uh, Karen Chukdazian, however you say his name. I apologize because I'm still butchering it. Like, when they said his name on the show, I was like, oh, I fucked up bad. Like, that's, I was not pronouncing his name correctly. And then, but Jit had the footwork. Jit was moving left, right, uh, kind of patiently hitting his shots because he knew like, you can't get into a firefighter with boots. Like, that's that's death. Like, you're not winning. Like, people can be as bad as they want, but he went in there with a game plan to at least set him up because in the later rounds, I felt like he started winning some of those rounds where, like, 
like Boots was a little bit more tired. And he could at least bring some offense in. And uh, he was landing, like, just pick, pick, picking his shots and, just getting, and using his footwork and everything to not get hit by Ennis. But Ennis is overwhelmingly one to fight. Boots is a fucking problem. I was explaining it to somebody. I was like, I got to – I look, he's seen him come to Dave and Buster's. I got him excited for his card. But this card was – this fight was very interesting. I feel like it was two very skilled boxers. So I was like, okay, I fuck with Karen. Like, I – at this fight, I had me respecting Karen a little bit more. Because I could see, in my mind, I thought he was running, but I was like, but he's still tallying back, and he's not getting the fuck up out of there. Like, he's just moving. He's maneuvering. He's keeping his center of balance. He's doing his thing. And I'm like, I could be tripping, but I'm pretty sure that's textbook right there. Like, in the big book of boxing, you'll see that in the first 10 chapters. So, definitely respect the but Boots is a fucking beast. Like, the way he can just can dominate from in close keeping his distance like the way he can just maneuver get up out of there and he can kind of play with his food a little bit like boots is a fucking problem there's not one point in this fight where you thought maybe karen maybe karen might be maybe karen could slip one in or something or catch him somewhere no this man boots is a fucking technically he's so sound that like he's got a problem at 147 see i'm uh this fight made me think I still, I, I'm still on the camp. I think Boots can beat Spence because I think he can beat Spence at his own game of being the bigger fighter with the power punches. But I don't think he can beat Crawford because the way that uh, Karen was able to use the foot, like textbook, textbook footwork to not get hit, like that's that's Crawford's game, like the like to be able to slip shots and shit like that. So I, it just made me see like maybe Ennis just has to work on because there are some shots with Ennis where I just felt like he was lunging in. Where like he couldn't get the hit that he wanted, so he would just lunge in with a big shot and it would miss that. And I'm just like, you can't be taking, you can't be lunging in when you're fighting like for a belt at 147 because the 147 belt holders will take, will do some damage to you if you're lunging in on shots. That's crazy. I can't wait to see one of those fights. Yeah, he's an interim IBF World Welterweight Title holder now. I still stand on what I said. I do not think him becoming an interim belt holder gets him any closer to a title shot at 147. 147 is just so locked up right now. But Boots did say he would take the fight of the winner of Stallonis and um, Virgil Ortiz, which would be a mega fight all by itself without any belts on the line. That's crazy. And then on to the main event for the regular lightweight title and still champion Gervonta Tank. Davis, KO, injury retirement, fight was over. He couldn't see. Hector Garcia could not see out of his eye. He even admitted that at that shot was so fucking powerful that he went blind for a moment. And uh, Tank is just Tank. I, but, hey, I will say our 12-to-1 our bet was alive. Like, it was, a, it was a good time. I felt like, hey, like, if Tank can't knock him out and Garcia keeps us up for 12 rounds, you might have – this might be some scorecards. I was telling everybody, like, woo, Tank, go Tank. But I'm not going to lie to you. I bet some dollars on Garcia and 12 to 1. I bet, like, I was telling everybody, I was like, yo, bro, $20 gets you 240 If, if Garcia wins by if Garcia wins by unanimous decision tonight. I'm not even like, unanimous. Does the split majority, does a decision win? Damn it. Damn it, Garcia. If he could have won that bitch by decision, oh, my God. Gosh, I told everybody I'm buying I'm buying everybody's food tonight. Like 
the show. Like we is not going. We are not going home after this. We got some. We got some money to blow. We got party money now. That's the best okay. feeling when you win a big bet like that. It's like, oh, we got this. Fuck what I'm doing tomorrow. It's time to celebrate. <laughs> Drinks are coming. Smoke is coming. I was gonna. I was gonna win two forty that at the beginning of the night, and I was gonna win two forty after that card. And by Sunday morning, I was gonna be two forty in a hole. But done right. That's how that fight went. Hector Garcia really came with a game plan. I felt like he didn't give up too many crazy punches. He respected his job. He just kept moving. Like Garcia, not bad. Just Tank. Like I've said this Tank's entire career. As long as I've been watching boxing, it's crazy to fight somebody that can hit that hard late in the fight. I just my only issue with Tank is that he's just he's getting used to it. Like three to four fights in a row, like the Raleigh fight, the fight before the Pitbull Cruz fight, where he just takes early rounds. I wouldn't say off, but just he's just kind of meddling for the first few rounds. And then he kind of relies on the KO in the late of the fight. And he even said himself after the fight in the post-fight comments or something, to saying, like, I'd rather beat my opponent for 12 rounds than, than just to get a knockout. So that also tells me that he probably sees the same thing, that, like, he doesn't want to just be known as the guy who just knocks people out. Like, he wants to be known as the best boxer. I don't know, man. Mike Tyson had a great career just knocking motherfuckers out. And then but, the best but those boxer. weren't but those weren't late knockouts. Oh, yeah, those are all true. early. Those are all I'm just got hey, this, I'm putting you up out of here. Yeah, that's true. That was hey yo. People used to say that they spent ninety dollars on a Mike Tyson pay-per-view just for him to kill Brad in eighty seconds. And but what happened when Tyson ran into Holyfield, like a, a person who could probably box better than him? It, it was it, like that's where my problem with Tank lies. Cause then once he has to fight the Haney, Shakur Stevenson's and stuff, like people that might be better boxers. What, how how how's this gonna look? With a bite on the ear. With a bite, hey. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't admit to doing it in the post fight, like how Berlanga did, you might not get banned. You might not get suspended. You might be good. He got banned from boxing. He earned it. <laughs> He's back though. He's back now. But hey, my issue. So before we start, I said fuck boxing. I'm done. This is a disgrace. Just kick that shit. And it was because of this fight. The judges, they showed the potential judge scorecards that was uh, before the fight ended. And both two judges gave Garcia only one round. What? So it's like, even if Tank would have just delayed the whole fight and didn't do shit, he, he would have been gifted a decision. He would have won by decision number. So even our bet was dead before even the fight started, basically. Like, that, that was where my issue with this fight came in. It's just like, how do you give, even the commentators, how do you give Garcia just one round? That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. Because the other judge had it, Tank was still winning, but they still gave Garcia like three three of the nine rounds that happened, three or four of the nine rounds. So it was like he was still in the fight like he was. So, yeah, that that's my issue with boxing after this weekend. It's just like continuously poor shit judging. And it, the re- reason why people would be like, oh, fight, boxing's fixed. It would be shit like this. Like how the fuck did y'all give him just one round? My beef with boxing is that they let UFC kill him. Like UFC is continued. You looked at UFC like you looked at UFC like other New York rappers looked at Fifty Cent. Like, oh, ain't no big deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm solidified. Ain't shit gonna happen. And then next thing you know, they start putting on better cards, more consistent. Their best fighters fight all the time. They get they get the bigger spot in the club. Yeah, and they played them at Dave and Buster. So like. 
Everywhere, bro. I'm talking about everywhere you could call it. Oh, yeah, we're showing the UFC fight. Boxing? But immediately, they were, I asked, yo, are you showing the fights? They said, UFC? UFC's I'm happening like, today? Oh. Hold up. They're, they're fans themselves. I was about to say, don't cap. But, hey, man, that's boxing for you. One thing boxing... One thing boxing is going to have a lot is a shit ton of motherfuckers with belts that wave the fuck out of them bitches every time they step out and some bullshit. Yeah, bullshit is uh, boxing and bullshit both spell start with a letter B. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> I think not, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, but this is a fun card. Yeah, I was say that was a good card. Tank, I mean, Tank put on a show. I think okay. after the in, in the Ryan Garcia fight solidified. Like as soon as that fight ended, that they're saying the paperwork's about done. April 15th. Don't miss it. I'm gonna be there. Now, this is the one where it's like, yo, you better come in that bitch and you better show out. Cause like you're gonna lose fans because people really think Tank is the best fighter in the world. And I love Tank. I fucking that's my that's one of my favorite, like just hitters like they're straight up like somebody that's genuinely gonna fuck you up but yeah and put him in the top. we saw what hector garcia like he was hitting tank like if, if like ryan garcia will be getting his shots in himself and it's just like who maybe ryan garcia is able to tag him up but then just like how luke campbell dropped ryan garcia like if tank hits ryan garcia with the same shot luke campbell hit him with like it might be good night irene so that's what makes that fight so fun it's gonna be a great fight i can't wait for it but in the meantime, man, that's been totally good. Boxing recap, man. PBC, Tank Hector Garcia versus Tank Davis. Probably got anything else for him? No, I mean, I should have kept it. Tra- I was going to. I just got, didn't have enough time. I was going to have Hector Garcia on the show, nice and pearled, just to keep the Tank fight tradition going. But I forgot. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'll put him in the box. He's right here. Smoke one out. But don't don't get it in your eye. You might want to see afterwards. Ah, but in the meantime, man, we gonna burn and we gonna live our best lives, man. So make sure that you stay in tune because we definitely got some UFC cards to talk about this week. And then there's always the NFL, man. Playoffs are here, man. Yes, can't sir. Fuck with, can't fuck with them. Can't fuck with. Can't fuck without them. You feel me? So motherfucker, stay tuned because this has been a totally blitz podcast. My name is Kev Waterboy, so boy, I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him concert, and if you don't mind telling you, 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 and the motherfuckers that can't see behind you, that you the bitch. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.